If I'm going on the road and you are driving that car, you are behind me. I see you in my mirror, I will slow down. Why? So that you'll get angry and do what? Overtake. Then when you overtake, I'll not be following you. <laughs> Just admiring the car. I admired this car for months, for a long time. I entered it once. I said, rubbish. This is, you call this in a car. Enter gallop, what kind of rubbish is this one? When a serious car enters gallop, you go, dugum, dugum. And you continue moving. When they close the door of a serious car, you hear, dum. When they close the car, you go, bang. <laughs> close the door of a car. What kind of rubbish is that? You know that kind of thing? You just be wondering. Say, what kind of thing is this? You know, a car that I've loved for months. One drive. One drive. Next time I sit on the road. I became angry. That's why all this specified for God. God knows some things you don't know. The, look, listen. I know what I'm telling you. The Lord knows a lot of things you don't know. There are people listening to me. They've been praying for visa. God said, that visa, if I give you, is bondage. If you pray more, I will bring it. And don't ask me for deliverance. There are many of your friends that took visa, they've gone. You know why you haven't seen them? You can't see them. You can't, they can't afford to come and see you. They don't even want you to see them. Especially those ones that were doing business back home, or they had a decent job, they were just patching life, was going on bit by bit, you understand? They were not the richest men in town, but at least they have something to do on a daily basis. They are, they, I mean, it's, the house is not their own, but they are not owning the landlord. You understand? The car is not brand new, but it works. And they are, they are, they are production did someone and say, ah, once you just get, it just reached there like this. First, he arrived in that country on a visiting visa. You know that? Visiting visa. Once your visa expires, you don't go back home. You are a refugee. You are an illegal alien. Uh, is it alien, they call them? Is it immigrant? Are you sure it's not alien? <laughs> you are an alien. Are you not an alien? And you are illegal in one way or the other. Which means you can't get a decent job. They start calling you. What, what, what can I sell? Say, what do you want to sell? We are selling it already. Don't worry. What do you want to say that we are not selling? After two years, three years, some people look, God helps them. Before it's too long, once it reaches five, six years, you can't come again, you're stuck. Some will just get up and say, oh boy, I'm going home. After that, when they arrive home, and of course, in three years after he comes back, it's as if he never left in the first place. God has reestablished him because he was humble enough to say I was wrong. What I'm going to say, when it comes to what we need, we don't stick on it. We pray prayers of what? Dismissal. Let your request be known unto God. Paul said, when your request is made unto God, what happens? The peace of God that passes all understanding now guards your heart. What does that mean? Sometimes, in answer to your prayer, God makes it clear to you, you don't need what you are looking for. And that's answer. That's answer to prayer. You are so insistent that God, after some time, you know, there were Bibles that they wanted to you know, kill ourselves to buy. They wanted somebody just dash to use this Bible. Expensive Bibles. Use it for three months, nothing inside it. In quotes, not, well, not what it has. Okay? Sometimes that's how it solves problems. Now, I want you to just understand, why am I saying that? So that he doesn't want us to stick on those things. This is what I require, this is what I need, this is what I need, this is what I need. No. Let him work out your life in his own season. I hope you're getting my point here. Very important. Okay? So, now, what am I saying? So, prayers of witchcraft, no, no. Prayers of personal need, light. It must, must be what? Dismissive. What kind of prayer are we supposed to pray? The most important prayer is that that fits us into the word of God. Because fitting yourself into God's word is an effort. Not a physical effort. 
you exert that effort in the place of what? Prayer. You know, I was watching this man the other day again. Um, okay, my children, I don't know where they got the DVD from. They started watching the story of Ben Carson, the life of Ben Carson. Some of you may have seen the movie. But I watched a part in which, out of anger, he picked up something to hit his mother. But good enough, his brother Curtis was there, and that one grabbed him. Shortly after, a friend of his annoyed him. Without thinking, he took a knife and sank into the boy's stomach. But he used so much force, okay? And God wanted to save his life and that boy's life. He made the knife hit the buckle of the boy's belt. He hit it, and he used so much force, the blade broke. That anger was going to destroy his life. So what did he do? He went home to do what? To pray. For a few hours, he was inside the closet. If you read the book. By the time he came out, the Spirit of God had worked upon him that he got a new, name, a new nickname later, Gentle Ben. So anger is, has taken possession of your soul. It's going to destroy your destiny. You've heard this kind of testimony. Is it time to be praying for a new pair of shoes? No. You need the spiritual force to kill anger in your life. There are many people that covetousness. Every time they release a new phone you have bought, you should know that you are buying your destiny away bit by bit. You don't have money. You've just been buying things anyhow. You can't just I won't buy again. You go and pray. That's what we are saying. You go home and go and what? You go and pray. And you deliver yourself. That's the primary thing. The primary thing about prayer is to conform ourselves with the word of God. Let's rise to our feet. I've spoken quite at length. I want us to read from uh, today. What we are going to do is that we'll read that Psalm 119. Let's open our Bibles to that Psalm 119. Now, uh, we are going to read them. Um, how do we normally do it? I read one verse, read the next one. We are going to Psalm uh, to verse uh, 48. From verse 9, then we are going to verse 48. I will read one. Everybody will read the next one when I've read the first one. All right? If I already say amen. amen. If you love the word, say amen. amen. All right, I'm starting from verse 9, then you read 10. How can a young man keep his way pure by keeping it? That is the, the question is, how can a young man keep his way pure? Or a young person, how can he stay pure? He said, by keeping it according to your word. Verse 10. Oh, my heart, I have sought you. Can you see that? That's a prayer. We have a question in chapter, in verse 9. Then in verse 10, we have what? A prayer. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Now, I want us to do something. Let's read that again. This time around, you're not reading David, you are praying. Like I said earlier, if you have realized you have not been seeking with all your heart, so that you cannot say it like David. It's a point of what? Repentance. It's a point of repentance. It's a point of repentance. So let's take a minute before we read further. Just a minute, everybody. Just okay, no, not a minute, just a few seconds. Just say, Lord, I come with my whole heart, I will seek you. So that I can say boldly like David, that with all my heart I have sought you. Now let's read that verse 10 again together. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Now look at verse 11. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Like I said, once David says something, you quickly do introspection. What does it mean to treasure the word of God in your heart? Simply means that anything that you have heard said, you try your best to do what? Remember it. That's what it means. That is what it means. That anytime something is spoken, I come here today, I hear something preached. I came today now, I heard them preach about... Um, your enemies are not your problem. The devil is a problem. Resisting him is the main issue. Not, stop praying prayers of witchcraft. 
Next time you hear prayers of witchcraft, tell yourself, no, I'm not a witch. I'm not joining them. That's what it means that I have kept your word, I have treasured in my heart, that I may not sin against you. Verse 12. Bless that you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. That's a prayer. Let's read it again as a prayer. This time I'm not reading David, you are praying. One, two, let's go. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Verse 13. With my lips I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. Verse 14. Now, I want, to just, I want to read verse 13 to you in New Living Translation. If you have it, you'll see it. He said, I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. Did you notice that? Yeah. I have recited aloud all the regulations you have given us. That is what they call meditation. To put your, the word of God on your lips. Like I said, if David says something and you have not been doing it, it's a point of what? Repentance. That's what the Lord is saying. Is that, listen, oh boy, for you to be able to talk to me effectively in prayer, Remember to do these things that David said he did. That it henceforth, you will recite the word. Put it upon your lips and recite it all the time. He now said verse 14. Let's read verse 14. I have rejoiced in all the ways of your testimonies as much as in all riches. The Lord is good. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Think about it for a moment. Everybody, no, let's just think about it. Are you sure you are like that? When you hear a good word, does it excite you? But when you see a lot, you fall down. <laughs> no, these are real things. These are real things. If the, noise, if, if the information that, I mean, you are going on the road, bank alert, credit alert, 125,720. What happens? Is it interest payment or something or uh, areas of um, something from your office? You know, the way you dance. I remember one day like that, I was, I, my wife and I just came to town. I was very, very, we were very broke. And I said, come and give a lecture to postgraduate students. You know, when I finished the lecture, the man wrapped 8,000 naira. I said, this is my honorarium for the lecture. I couldn't wait to get back home. <laughs> Baby, we are not broke again in Jesus' name. Look at money. I still remember very well. I gave two lectures, it was 4,000 naira per lecture. I knew they would give me money, but I was expecting like that kind of like two, two, you know, like one five or one thousand. So at least I should come back with like two K. Then they give me eight K. <laughs> Start dancing. What about that? They say, we should rejoice as much when we hear what? The word of God. Let's read that scripture again. Verse 14. I have rejoiced in the view of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Now listen to verse 15. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. 16. I delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. No, say that again. Let's declare that again. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Let's say it one, one. I want to read around for. I want to read for New Living Translation. Everybody, read it again. Verse sixteen. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. Brethren, please take like a minute and talk to the Lord by yourself. Use your own words. Reshape this one according to your words. Lord, I will delight myself in your word. I will not forget your word. Help me not to... This is, these are the most important prayers. This is prayer. This is prayer. Help me not to forget your word. Help me not to... Look, life... Death, this, Satan's job is to make you forget his word. He came to Eve and said, Has God really said? Forget what Adam told you he said. 
He came to Jesus and said, you are hungry. Jesus had to say, I have not forgotten the word of God. That says, man shall not live by bread alone. Declare, look, pray like you are serious. Say, Lord, I will not forget your word. I will not forget your word. As we are praying, I'm going to read verse 17. David said, deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Verse 18, let's read together. Open my eyes, that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Verse 17 says, he said, deal bountifully with your servant, that I may live and keep your word. What was he saying? The purpose of life, like I was saying earlier, is to express the word that is written. That's it. And what was he saying? He said, he now said in verse 18, open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Before we leave, I'm going to comment on that. Because one of the things that people don't realize is the commandments of God are not grievous. They are for our own good. But if you don't have understanding, you will think that this Christianity is a, is a religion of thou shalt, thou shalt not. No. Let's pray it again. Verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Now, verse 19. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. Verse 20. My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinances at all times. Verse 18, that verse 19 was saying that you don't have a map on this earth if you don't have the commandments of God. Are you getting my point? Bring a man from Australia, toss him in Enugu, he's lost. You get my point? But what's the, what's the word of God? Google map. What's the word of God? GPS. That's what is happening. The word of God is a guide for life. Look, listen, how am I supposed to relate with you as a person? The truth is that I don't know unless God tells me. How do I live with my customers? The truth is that I don't know unless God tells me. How do I relate with, my, with the government of my country? The truth is that I don't know unless the word of God reveals it. That was why David said, I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. Help me to navigate the issues of life by telling me how it's supposed to be done. Every other way is wrong. Do you understand that? Let's read it together, verse 19. I'm a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. Verse 20 again, together. My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinances at all times. That is, if you read New Living Tradition, it says that I'm always overwhelmed with his desire to know your regulations. Remember, the de- different stages of life's adventures. The first one is what sit down and count. In that, you come out with the wisdom for salvation. So the things that, Lord, I'm running ministry. Teach me how to do it. That's what David is saying. These are the prayers we are supposed to pray. If you are stagnant, you're on one spot. It's not any enemy. There is something you're supposed to be doing. You don't know it. Do you get my point? You just don't know it. It doesn't, it doesn't even mean you are, you are wicked. You're just ignorant. One of my colleagues afternoon, you know, because those of you use um, the network I use, you understand? They were off, the net data was off for like, since yesterday night or so. Uh-huh. So I needed, I told realized I had not gotten my messages. I did, ah. So I called one of my colleagues, I said, please, what do you tell me the other network you use? Is there data on it? He said, yes. Please, switch on your hotspot, let me connect. He said, huh? I said, I want to use the TED train, hotspot. I just want to check my messages. He said, sir, I don't understand that one. <laughs> I said, how have you been browsing on your laptop? He said, I use modem. 2017, you use modem and you have a smartphone 
an Android phone. I said, so you pay for data on your phone and pay for data on your modem. Oh, foolish Galatians. <laughs> hey, do you know, sat him that he not gave me his phone. It wasn't the same uh, phone model as mine. It's another maker. So I had to navigate a bit to get away. So I found it. I said, this is what they call. I said, okay. He was looking at me like this. I said, so that everybody won't connect to you, put a password here. So I put password for him, so I put it on. And I put the phone down. And I connected my own to it. He said, eh? He said, ever since I bought this thing, I have, I have not taken time to see really how it works. So I was looking at the guy and said, this guy, are you all right? <laughs> but that's life for you. We are laughing at him now. There are things about your health that you are doing wrongly. And you are praying, Lord, heal you. Healing in Jesus' name. God said, listen. First, you are not sick. Let's get it clear. You are just stupid. <laughs> you are not sick. Today, I said they said this one they call ketogenic diet. I heard that one today. How many of you have heard it? Some of you will have heard it. You are diet. This is Ubokologo. I know you will have heard it. Give me my tower. Thank you. I heard that one today. How to try and melt the fat in your body by not eating. I said, I said, listen, listen, listen. I just told the people, I said, it won't work. So I said, it never works. They never work. The Lord is good. People every day are learning wrong things. He said, I told you the prayer we're supposed to pray as believers is for understanding. Forget witches. They're not the ones afflicting you. For a long time, Christians were smoking. I told you last time. They were smoking. He said, cigarette, is it a sin? I said, eating poison is not, poison is not a sin. Is it a sin? Good. That's cigarette and poison, the same thing. If you think eating poison is not a sin, I don't know how you arrived at that, but let's just assume that it's not a sin. Cigarette smoking is also not a sin. Boy, you will die. If you eat poison, what will happen? Yeah. You see the poison you're carrying and you're beginning to chop. Say, what is this? I'm a Christian. I can eat poison. You'll be eating. It's called thank the Lord thy God. If a Christian is smoking, he's sinning against his own body. There's sin that's against your body. Like every day I wake up in the morning, I give myself two headbutts against the concrete in my work. Bang, bang. You see the sin? God said, just continue. Now you go get brain damage, not my angels. Are you getting my point? No, no. That's why we need to pray that prayer all the time. When he say, I'm a stranger in the earth. All right? Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul is crushed with longing after your ordinances. That's how it works. So let's pray it again. Everybody, really, because you're a businessman, you're a husband, you've been having problems with your husband for a long time. Sometimes there is nothing wrong with him. There is something you just don't understand. Everybody bow your head for just a minute and say, Lord, pick that area. Give me understanding in this area. Give me understanding in this area. It may be about your business. Maybe about your home. Your children are just stubborn. Your car is always breaking down. And you say, the enemies don't want me to progress. Maybe you just don't even understand the model of car you are using for your business. And there's something small. Just ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm a stranger in the earth. I'm a stranger in this earth. Give me your commandments. Say, my soul is longing for your ordinances. While we are praying, I'll just read verse 21. It says, You rebuke the arrogant, the cursed, who wander from your commandments. That's it. People are cursed when they wander from God's commandments. Now, let's read 22 together. It said, Take away reproach and contempt from me, for I observe your testimonies. Like I said, anytime he says that, 
It's a point of repentance if you have not been doing it. Verse 23, even though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your word. 24, your testimonies are also my delight. They are my counselors. I like that. They give me wise advice. They are my counselor, your testimonies. Don't forget, we discussed last time, verse 23. David said that even when princes, people are gathering to talk about me, Lord, I will not reply them. I will be busy doing what? Meditating on the word. That is when I hear people are hanging between the earth and the heavens because of me, I will hang and read the Bible. Are you getting my point? I will kneel and read my Bible. I won't jam them. It's not necessary. Let me read it again. David said, which verse is that? 23. Even though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your statutes. And when I read that, the testimonies of God, they are my delight, they are my counselor. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now let's read this portion and then I think we can end it, even if we don't get to that verse 48. He said, my soul cleaves to the dust. Revive me according to your word. Now please, before we go on, I'll have us read everything to verse 32. Then we can sit down and I'll explain some things. I'll read to verse 32. I'll explain some things. We'll read it again. I light on some things and then we can close there. Alright. Verse 25. My soul cleaves to the dust. Revive me according to your word. 26. You have answered. Teach me your status. 27. Make me understand the will of your precepts. So I will meditate on your wonders. Then verse 29, remove the false way from me and graciously grant me your law. Verse 30, I have placed your hands before me. I have chosen the faithful way, I have placed your hands before me. Verse 31 says, I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. 32, I shall run the way of your commandments, for you will enlarge my heart. Please sit down while I explain this, and then we can close with it. The Lord is good. This is real praying. Now, I want to just take time to explain something here. And then, like I said, we can, after that, we'll just say a few more words of prayer. And then we'll, we'll close. Which verse do we start from? No, 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 I mean, the last portion that we just read now. 25. All right, from verse 25. Now, what was David saying here? You will see something that David was explaining. First, in verse 25, he said, I lie in the dust. Essentially, I am down. Are you getting my point? Business is out. I'm not making money. People are owing me. They are not paying. The whole family is scattered. There's no progress in what I'm doing. That was what he meant when he said, when he said my soul cleaves to the dust. Then he now said, revive me according to your promise. Now remember that we said that word, thy word is the promises of God. For example, he says that be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, you know, have dominion. Now, it means, therefore, that if my things are not working out well, all right, I need to be brought up to the level of that promise. Right? So what was he saying there? He was saying that, look at what you promised up there. You understand? Look at it up there. Look at me down here. I am far beneath the promise of God. My life is short of God's glory. That's the meaning of that. Now, let me say something again. Please, as Christians, let's understand the glory of God. What I mean by the glory of God? Where you are may not be where God wants you to be. 
It's not a problem if you recognize it. It's a problem when you say it is a normal thing. I don't know whether you're getting my point here. When God came to the garden, he said to Adam, where are you? Simple question. Did the Lord know where he was? No, answer me. So he was not doubting it. So why was he asking? Are you getting my point? Why was he asking? Why didn't he just say, Adam, hey, I knew you were here. I just came and said, ah, Eve, he has caught us. No. (laughs) He didn't do like that. He got there to where they were supposed to be. They were not there. And he called, Adam, where are you? And the answer was simple. I, let me put it like this. I know where you are. I want you to realize where you are. You are not in a normal place. You know, you need to say, that's what Adam said. We heard the sound of your voice. Or oh, this is the sound of your footsteps. And then we went to hide. Why did you hide? Because we are naked. What was, this, what was the Lord doing? He was helping him to open his mouth and confess his situation in life. The Lord was not in doubt as to where Adam was. He just wanted Adam and Eve to know where they were. So you find out that when God asked that question, it was so that they can locate themselves. And I was saying, one of the reasons why the Lord gave us the scriptures is so that we will use it to locate ourselves. Where we are is not exactly where God wants us to be all the time. That's why I say all the time you should do self-appraisal. There's nothing wrong with knowing how far short of God's glory you are because that helps you to pray. I remember once when I was in university, I fell ill. The one one sister, I don't know what I was after, she came to visit me and I said something. She said, I've noticed that every this time of the year you're always falling sick. You know the truth? I did not know it until she said it. She reminded me last year, this same season, you were sick like this. The other year, this same season, you were sick like this. I don't need to tell you that next year, the same season, I was not sick again. <laughs> I remember very well what I did. I remember very well. <laughs> I wanted the time of the year, okay? <laughs> so that you won't start watching. We'll leave for sick at that time. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to <laughs> what I just did was I said, eh, is that so? So the following year, when I was praying that since I took my Bible, where I learned the word of faith concerning healing, I was chopping the word of healing all the time until that season passed. She, she just pointed out to me that around this time every year, I'm, I mean, I'm serious, this kind of sickness that, if I remember I was class captain one of those times, and I was angry with my classmates because they didn't see me for a week. And one of them looked at me and said, you have not been doing your job. Oh. <laughs> I've been sick. You know, you know they call sick? The kind of sickness that you can't get up. I had not left my room in one whole week. The first day I came to class, he said, this class captain, you haven't been doing your job. Oh. You know, trust me, next day I came to class, I went to the board. I resigned from being class captain and unilaterally appointed him. The class, funny, the class didn't complain. I said, I'm no longer the class captain. This guy is now the class captain. And he took the job. And he did the job till he graduated. I thank God for his life. That's how, no, every year. So one day, the one that sister said it. I said, this thing is true. So the next season when it was coming, I said, it will not happen. I grabbed my Bible. I said, now fight. Revive me according to thy word. This guy is not falling, is not falling sick this period of the year. And believe me, for the next few years, I remember that thing until I finally forgot it and it never happened again. So it happened. It's very important. Look, I told you before that the Bible says that the righteous man falls out many times. The Lord doesn't expect those seven times to be on the same spot. 
Every time you are confessing the same sin, you need to go on, you need to go on, on a fast. Not the call fasting. Not the fasting. I will not eat until God gives me a new car. If the Lord gives you a car, that's all circumstances. If I were you, I won't drive it. Because that is a car, or, you know, it's called a meat car. You know they call meat car? They, they lost it for meat in the wilderness. <laughs> no. When they say go on a fast, it means say, Lord, ah, what is going on? Why do I stumble on the same thing again and again? I sit down and I pray. So it's important I know how far short of God's glory I am. That's what I'm trying to make, all right? All right, let's go on. So he now said that, revive me, bring me up to the level where I'm supposed to be. Now look at verse 26. He said, I have told of my ways. What was he saying? I have confessed my own ways to you. That is, I always lose money when I do business. Lord, this is how I have been doing it. It's called confession of sin. No, Christians don't understand that sin is not always this moral failure we talk about. Sometimes you need to just lay down, Lord, this is the only way I know to do things. That's the prayer we're talking about. David said, I have told of my ways. That is, I have confessed to God what my ways are, how I do my own things. I have confessed my sins to him. Sometimes we know this is wrong. Adam, where are you? We are naked. That's why we didn't come out. Why are you naked? Did you eat of that fruit? Well, this is how the eating started. Whatever it is, they admitted they had eaten. Are you getting my point? That's that's pathway to recovery. It's called confession of sins. And you see as we go on. So David now said, this is my own way. But Lord, apparently my own ways are not working. The way I'm doing things is not the right way. So what's the next prayer? Teach me your statutes. That's verse 27. No, that's verse 26. He said, now teach me your statutes. The prayer continues, make me understand the way of your precepts. Remember where it began from? How did it begin? I'm down. Why am I down? It must be because of my ways, not because of my enemies. Why am I down? It's not because it's not because people don't like me. Something is wrong with me. That is why I hate these witchcraft prayers. Because you must understand what God is doing in our lives. He's not just trying to solve our problems, he's trying to make us into something. You must understand that. He's not just trying to solve a problem for you. He wants to make you into something. You must become something, not get something. So please, nobody is the cause of your problems. Let me just emphasize it again. Ever since I shook that man's hand, honestly, since that day, things have not been well with me. It's a lie. Is this witchcraft we have turned Christianity into? My mother loved this all last week. After she legitimately have been falling sick. If you believe that, I don't know what to say to you. Let me just leave it like that. Do not go and meet a pastor that will now come to exorcise the room she stayed in. Let me say to you, when you do those witchcraft prayers, you are, they are, mark my words, they are leaving demons behind when they go. People that came to chase out the demons your mother-in-law left in the house, believe me, they brought another set of demons. I pray Christians will learn to live free. Please don't let anybody, I keep on saying this thing. Don't believe any liar. Because what they are doing is that they are worsening your problems. One of my friends, I was saying, his father died years ago. My number right here. So he was a little boy. Then he grew up, you know. Somebody was telling us that he decided to go and visit his uncle. His mother said, ah, these are the people who killed your father. He said, I want to go and visit my uncle. They are the people that killed your father. Okay, go. But when you get there, don't eat anything, no. Don't drink anything. You hear? Okay, I've heard. What I will do is another thing, but I've heard. He got there. Ah, you are welcome. You are welcome. How are you? 
They put food, the guy chop them. Food, drink, drank everything. Any more food remaining? Is he getting egg? Bring it, I will eat. Cola, bring it, I will chew cola. The guy ate everything. That's the believer. He ate everything that they placed before him. And came later, I was telling us the story, I don't mind my mother. He said, even if they kill my father, they can't kill me. He doesn't believe they killed his father anyway. He thinks all of you are not serious. He said, but even if they did, let them put whatever they gave my father down. I will eat it and show them that it's greater than my father has come. I told you the story. The same person, okay, wasn't it? It was afraid I did that one. I went in school. <laughs> Somebody brought food. Other people were afraid to eat it. They said the girl must have put forget me not inside. <laughs> ah. So, no, campus boys, I've told you, there's nobody hungrier than a campus student. Refugees are not as hungry as students. Students are always hungry. I don't know how God did it. They are always hungry. I was a student too. We're always hungry. So he got to that room, he saw food on the floor, was surprised. You know, girls are not often hungry. I don't know. They want to maintain their way. They're not always hungry. But boys, we, are, we were always hungry. We wake up in the morning, you are hungry. By the time you finish your supper, you are still hungry. When you are going to bed, as you are sleeping, you say, God, can I just dream of food? Because you just want to eat. This was a male hostel. And there was food on the floor. So this guy walked in. What is happening? They told him the story. One girl, blessed, said, the girl won't marry that guy. But the guy, they misbehave. So the girl brought food. So all of them think that this girl, <laughs> go catch this guy. They say, they say eh, okay, it's all right. So he collected the chair, sat down in front of the food. Oh, God, I thank you for children of God that have light. He did not say, if there is anything inside this food, I hereby cast it out. He didn't say that. He said, Father, I thank you for this food. One line. All this one, anything that is poisonous in our system, in Jesus' name, we rebuke it as it is written. That one, you don't believe yet. Those who really believe, once they see food, they know the length of the prayer. Father, we give you thanks. That was the beginning and the end of the prayer. The guy died into the food. Where, where did she put the hottest jars? Tell me. Let me swallow it first. You go marry him, I don't mind. Don't worry. Let give me the food. Oh, these are, those are Christians. Ah, those are believers. He ate the food. After some time, people say, well, after all, he has married her already. No, he ate first. They can't join for back. <laughs> That it was okay. He now came to our room later. This other guy who I said went to his uncle's place was my roommate. He now told that story. They were classmates, they were my seniors. He now told the story. The guy said, Ah, ah, don't do things like this. Next time, if you wait first, come call me. Then <laughs> he said, Oh, I don't tell you, you know they do like this. You for wait, you call me when you together, we'll give thanks together. <laughs> oh, the Lord is good. Oh, I was analyzing some when it sounds right. David said, look, it's not my enemies. I am down because I don't understand your statutes. That's it. He said, teach me your ways. I have told you of my own ways. Make me understand the way of your precepts. That's verse 27. Let me know how your precepts affect me. He said, so I will meditate on your wonders. Are you getting my point here? That is, if I understand that, I will meditate. And what was he saying? That way, I will change my own ways. You get my point? And use your ways. Look at verse 29. Remove the false way from me. And graciously grant me your law. 
I John 28. 28 said, my soul weeps because of grief. I'm down. That's why I'm weeping. Strengthen me according to your word. But that cannot happen until verse 29 is accomplished. Which says, remove the false way from me and graciously grant me your law. Now that I have two ways in front of me. My own way and the one the Lord has granted me. Verse 30. I have chosen the faithful way. I have placed your ordinances before me. I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I shall run the way of your commandments, for you will enlarge my heart. Or I like, um, no living there. It says, for you expand my understanding. That is, when you do this, this is how I come out from the dust that I've been lying down in. That's it. That's what, look, that's what that segment is saying. People of God, God is making us into something. That's what I'm saying. So if you are down somewhere today, don't pray. But all those that said I will be down, forget all those. All those, all those. What do you do? You say, Lord, show me your ways. Grant me your understanding. Let me understand your precepts. Now, these are my own ways. This is how I've done the things I've been doing. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. So even though he's right in your eyes, still let him know, Lord, they may not be your ways. Though. My friends told me that when I'm doing business, I put profit first. The bottom line is the first thing. The bottom line. Is it right? The Lord said, no. A good name is first. The Lord will say, no. Excellence. I told you I was listening to the direct prince. Talking about the excellence of God. Kai, that thing hit me. Boom, 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 boom. You know? You hear a word, then you just be shaking. Ah! I look, you know, Apostle, you hear some preaching. You want to stand and salute your God. Some people know Bible. Has it happened to you before? Yes. You just hear some preaching, eh? Hi! You did look your life. See, and I call myself a preacher. And people come to listen to me twice a week. You are feeling sorry for them. <laughs> they want to read some more Bible. Listen to me. This is a matter of fact. Nobody is our problem. It's a part of God we don't understand. That is the issue. Let's rise to our feet and close. Let's give thanks. Say, Lord, thank you for understanding. Now, I want you to give thanks for those so-called enemies that have been prophesying they are your problems. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, because they need Jesus too. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Now, thank God for freedom that you have in Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for freedom that I have in Christ. Lord, thank you. Thank God for it. Thank God for it, for the freedom that you have in Christ. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the freedom that I have in Christ. Again, that's, let's summarize the prayer. Say, Lord, give me understanding. Say after me, say in the name of Jesus. I receive understanding. Say, Lord, teach me your precepts. Let me know the way of your statutes. So that I might come out from the dust. Say, Lord, I confess my way. Teach me your way. I have chosen your way. Above my own way. Help me to walk in it. Let me never forget your law. Say, Lord, teach me your ways. I have chosen your ways. Not the ways of man. Not the ways of the society. Let your word never depart from my heart. Declare, say, I am being filled with the knowledge of your will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. I'm walking in a manner worthy of you, Lord. I will please you in all respects. I will bear fruit in every good work. I will always increase in the knowledge of God. Give thanks again for one minute. Say, Lord, I thank you. Just give thanks. Give thanks. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. The Lord is good, oh. I said the Lord is good. It is well with you in Jesus' name.
Amen. The peace of God is going with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And it's resting inside your house. Amen. Fruitfulness is your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication and dominion in the name of Jesus.